Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran. Child poverty is worsening in Ireland and Troar are calling for a focus on child poverty in Budget 2024 where a minimum standard of living is needed for all families. To discuss this, I'm joined with, or joined by Damien Pilo. Good morning to Damien. Good morning. So Troar, can you tell me something about the organisation, please? Yes, Troar is will be 50 years um, old in about two years' time and it was set up in the 70s to support women who are having children outside of marriage and the stigmas and problems that ensued with that. And as we know, Ireland has been dealing with the fallout of mother and baby homes um, and women who are forced to put the children up for adoption. And Troy came into existence at, at that time when that was prolific in Ireland and over the years has campaigned and worked and supported families where children were born outside of marriage uh, and we continue to do so now supporting both mothers and fathers in in accessing quality information easy accessible information uh, and providing support to parents who are young parents teen parents and parents and families who have kinship care where that's children who are supported and looked after by usually grandmothers, uh, brothers, sisters and aunts where their biological parents aren't in a position to do so. Are you able to localise it for us, please, Damien? Because there's been an alarming increase in child poverty and you say that there's an urgent need for a government response and there should be a major focus on this in Budget 2024. So can you give me an an update, if possible, please, on what's happening in County Wexford? Well, I don't have the status that data for Wexford, but I can tell you that we deal with thousands of calls annually from parents who are affected by poverty, and many of those calls will come from Wexford as well. And they are parents who are who ring us primarily for issues that they don't think initially are connected to it. They're not ringing us because they're struggling with 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 poverty issues, uh, but that emerges very quickly from the call. So they might be ringing us because of maintenance payments there, or the lack thereof of maintenance payments, or they might be ringing us to with access and custody. And as we talk about their, their situation, we're finding out that very often parents are are in a very insecure accommodation and facing, um, you know, facing homelessness. Or they have huge issues around childcare or they have issues in relation to their own uh, opportunity to go back to education because of a lack of childcare. Uh, and therefore, we, we also know that those mothers who are calling us have children, our fathers were called have children, and those children have been impacted by the, the financial situation of their parents and also the deprivation that their parents are facing. So, you know, you, you, you don't necessarily need to know exactly the numbers because you'll know exactly what I'm talking about in each county in Ireland is facing. No county has escaped this. Uh, the, rise in, the rise in inflation, the rise of cost yeah. of living, and the lack of standardised services and supports for parents across the country. Yeah, but one thing that really jumped out at me from the information I have from Troar is that in Ireland, lone parent families, 80% headed by women, are overrepresented in homeless figures, housing waiting lists in the private rented accommodation sector and have low home ownership rates. So the, the impact of this housing crisis on a lone parent, particularly women, seems to be far worse than couples. Absolutely, absolutely. So while I said at the very start that Ireland had had a, a terrible history in treating women who are children outside of marriage, by, by uh, you know, um, many cases forced them into mother and baby homes or forcing them to give up the children for adoption or, or taking those children into care. Um, and while that has changed, we're still seeing the fallout of the situation for lone parents. They're still the most at risk 
of poverty. They're still, you know, as as our as our evidence and research has shown us, the most at risk of, of social exclusion and isolation and still been stigmatised. So while we've come some way, we still are, are facing future you know, inquiries into how the treatment of lone parents has still led to the deprivation levels of, of, of lone parent families in Ireland. And they are, for all the reasons we talked about, because they, they have much greater difficulties in accessing um, uh, services such as housing. Um, um, and, uh, you know, when you think about the HAP schemes that we have in place, the systems in place the government has put in place to try and help people meet the high rates of housing, Lone parents are meeting the deficit, the difference between what the landlord is asking and what they get in relation to payments from the state. They're meeting that out of their weekly allowances. And those weekly allowances are clearly not enough because parents and lone parents, and recently Bernardo's did a report this week where lone parents are making serious choices where they are denying themselves basic, you know, uh, basic things like meals, clothing, to try and make sure that their children have it. And even then, they're making choices around their children. And that's exactly what our conference heard, was the exact same issues. And what we're seeing is that children who experience poverty in, you know, throughout their early life, that continues on into adult life. And the impact of that poverty they experience has a detrimental effect on them in adult life. And so the problems that they experience as adults, which may be leading to things like you know, um, higher rates of unemployment, even drug and alcohol uh, abuse and addiction, are systemic from the fact that they have come from a poverty as children. So we've got to stop the poverty at child level. We've got to intervene there and then and change the system so that those children have the best chance in life going forward. We have to look at your proposals for the budget um, and they are strong because you say there's a 20% rise of, of children in deprivation, 34,225 additional children nationally and a 15% rise in children at risk of poverty. That's uh, when you put it into numbers, it's nearly 20,000. So what are you calling for within budget 2024? Well, a number of things, and we're talking about cross-governmental things, and sometimes when we throw out those numbers, they can almost get lost in the fact that these are people, these are human beings that are, you know, additionally added to the people experiencing poverty, at risk of poverty. And so we're saying that it's no longer acceptable just to add on, a, you know, a couple of euros every budget, if you can get a couple of euros every budget to the, to the rates of social welfare transfers, such as loan parent allowance or your basic social welfare payments. We've got to benchmark that, you know, against the national minimum wage and have a minimum standard of living income across the board. But beyond that, we need to be child poverty-proofing all the policies that come forward in, in budget and all the budgetary, you know, decisions the government make. So we, when we're talking about housing, when we're talking about health, when we're talking about, you know, um, education, sports and services, and we're saying that we've got to, we've, we've got to stop leaving it to charities to fill the gap and, and providing the school dinners and the school meals and the extra the extra supports because Vincent de Paul and Bernardo's and other support services they're inundated with inquiries and, and for basic support and uh, supports and, and you know to help people get by on a daily basis and we've got to ask the government to intervene and across government poverty proof and child poverty proof their decisions they're making and if that means raising taxes so that we have more resources to be able to put towards the, you know, our future generations of children to ensure that they are breaking the cycle and they have the best life chances, then we need to talk about that as a society. We need to be asking our government that we want our, our resources, our shared resources, to go in and support young people so that they don't continue that cycle into adulthood. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.